0: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I played audio that independent TD Michael Collins had put up on his Facebook last Friday, Saturday, about the pressure on businesses in his area of West Cork from the changes in VAT that came into effect on Monday night. We took a load of more calls from other business people. And I was saying that one thing that I had tried to learn to do across the summer was... Not to just read the receipt and go, oh, my God, to think, well, why is it so expensive? Are we being ripped off or is that just the cost of doing business? Paul Trevo of Trevo's Restaurant in Killarney. Paul, have you put your prices up since last weekend? Good morning. Hi. Hey, PJ. How are you? Yeah, hmm. unfortunately, I've had to.
1: Um because it's exactly as you just said you know you read the receipt nobody goes into business to rip off people you you won't survive people aren't that stupid and unfortunately the cost of doing business has just Escalated beyond what anybody thought was going to happen over the last 12 to 24 months. And even last year when everything was going up, you know, we were told, look, this is due to war, this is due to energy, this is due to whatever. And everybody thought that this year was going to settle down and come down a bit. And the reality of it is, it's, it's actually probably gone up about another 10%. So everybody, you know, you're, there's only so many hits and kicks you can take when you're in business, no matter what it is, whether you're a hairdresser or a restaurant, mm. whether you're just a tour shop, no matter what you are, there's only so many hits you can take and the government putting VAT up now is just, it's not even the nail in the coffin. It's they've dug the hole and they've thrown you into it. It's, it's just so many businesses will go bust this winter. I, I warned about it about three, four, five months ago, but I didn't think they were going to be that stupid that they put the VAT up as well. And that's exactly what they've gone and done because they just, they just don't care about the small, individual, family-run businesses. And they've proved it now by putting the VAT back up to 13.5%. So, mm. unfortunately, if you're a business and you haven't increased your prices... Trust me when I say this, you're going to be under more pressure in two, three months' time. You simply cannot absorb that hit.
0: Yeah. I've talked to one or two more people in the trade, Paul, and they say that, for, and I think you said this to me before, for a restaurant to be successful, you've got to be running a margin of between 5 to 10%, and that needs to be closer to 7 75 just to keep the door open and the lights on.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I, I mean, we're all in business at the end of the day to, to turn profit. But but more importantly, like in the last year or two, you'll have a lot of listeners now that are kind of small self-employed businesses. And they'll tell you, and they're nodding there now when I say they've stopped their pension. They're paying themselves a fraction of what they should be paying themselves, all just to keep their staff in the job. And they're doing absolutely everything, but we can't sustain this. So energy bills, as everybody knows. And that's why it's really hard, because I hate coming on and saying, oh, there's your man moaning again, because I know every family is probably living paycheck to paycheck at the moment because it is just so hard to survive and you're kind of going like but in order to run the business my obligation first of all is to my team is to keep them all in the job to keep them safe so that they can provide for their families and I'm coming into a winter season now in Killarney where I'm turning around going right what is the absolute bare minimum i can trade this restaurant in and, and and my answer is very lucky i can put my brother in the kitchen and me outside on the floor that's the absolute bare minimum and if we do 10 15 people a night then so be it that's what we'll have to do now thankfully we're in a much luckier position than 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 a lot of others because you know we don't have the financial pressure we're in, we're in business over 21 years now at this stage so it's not going to come to that for us but there are a lot of small businesses who are turning around going okay i've 10 staff now. Can I I run this on four? And the reality of it is is that the owner is going to work probably 10 days a week as opposed to the seven days a week that they're already working. Mm -hmm. And our government, they don't care, PJ, because they know, they absolutely know the pressures that we're under. And when you hear a housing minister and a former finance minister turn around when they talk about whether it be refugees and asylum seekers, and they turn around and say, listen, we will find that money from somewhere in order to provide facilities for these people. Well, now we know where they're finding that money from, but we'll have a surplus at the end of this year, anywhere from six to 10 billion from corporation tax and from the mm. multinationals. And
0: next year it'll be higher again. Than-
1: Absolutely. The money is there. So I'm sure there is a politician listening now. For once, would you mind the backbone of this country? Because one day those multinationals are going to get up, pack their bags, and go to a country that's cheaper, that's just as educated, where they can make even more cash. Right. And you're going to be left with a country with nothing, with no small farm. You can see it in every rural town around the country. I live in Kenmare. I work in Killarney. And I travel through two or three towns when I'm going over and back. And you can see from where there were seven pubs, there's now two pubs. Mm. Where there was three butchers, there's now one, where there was two or three hairdressers, and like, uh, hairdressers are like restaurants, they pop up all over the place in the big cities. But in the small towns, the small rural businesses, they, they are just being decimated and gone mm. because the generation coming up, they just know there's no money for them to make out of it. So how are they going to survive and run their family on it?
0: Mm. Paul, this, as, you, as you may, you probably do know, but our present Minister for Finance is A, a Corkman, and B, by profession, uh, Michael McGrath is a financial controller. What are your thoughts on how a financial controller, why do you think, I I know Michael McGrath since he went into politics, and I know him by his profession as a financial controller, and he was a very good one. So why do you think he would knowingly, or Pascal Donoghue, his sidekick, knowingly put up the VAT last Friday? See,
1: it's very easy. These guys look at bottom line. There was a very famous hotel in one of the towns that I just mentioned there, five-star hotel, that was taken over by, we'll say, let's just say, uh, I wouldn't say a vulture fund, but let's just say taken over by accountants. And the accountant came into the head chef and said, you see that Ternado de Buff Rossini you have on the menu? Change the foie gras to chicken livers. It's the same thing. So what these accountants do and what these financial controllers do is they look at the bottom line. So they turn around and go, look, we need that 6, 8 billion surplus because we're going to put it into X, Y, Z. They know what they're spending that on already. Don't be fooled thinking that, oh, it's gone into a rainy day fund. They know where that's going next year in the next 24 months. But now we have an increased cost of providing for all these people that are coming into our country. So that needs to come from somewhere. So we're not going to mess with the surplus that's there. We're going to find that money from somewhere else, which is increase in VAT. And what people don't realize is, is that so when the energy costs have stayed up so high, Governments are absolutely cleaning up on the VAT intake on that. Mm. When the excise duty and when the when the with fuel and all that, that's another form of tax. They're saying minimum wage is going to go up from 10 to 12 percent from January. No small business can sustain that. It's absolutely impossible. But what they won't tell you is that if that equates to 50 euro a week for the person who's on the minimum wage, they'll probably come out with about 20 of that. And revenue will take 30 of it through taxation, plus the employer's or and that. So it's a it's a tax. It won't be, oh, we're gonna help out the poor people here. We're gonna just absolutely we're gonna clean up again on the tax. And there's there comes a point where you turn around, and we've surpassed that in my opinion, because I've been moaning here for the last two, three, four years at this stage. There comes a point where you just cannot tax the small guy anymore. Because I'll give you a very honest Opinion from me, PJ. I drive from Kenmare to Killarney seven days a week. I've had mm. about four or five days off since the middle of, of of April, and I, who'm running a business and a very successful business, I'm turning around to myself, going, "What is the point in me doing this? Why mm. should I continue to wreck my head seven days a week, wondering where am I going to get my staff? And we're very lucky. We've a brilliant team that we've had for so long." But I mean, the course of of our industry is—I mean—it's going to dictate that eventually I'm going to lose one or two, and the pool to get to replace them—it's not even diminishing; it's gone. There's there's absolutely nobody to get around out there for so many other different reasons. So these guys are geniuses in Leinster House are at some stage going to have to think outside the box, and instead of the hourglass that's continuously they're trying to fill with sand as it slips down, they're going to have to actually fix the hole. And sort this out because otherwise what do we get? Is every single small business, family-run business going to be gone in 10, 15 years?
0: There's 33 days to the budget, Paul. Lastly, in yes. that 33 days, if there's one thing that Michael McGrath or uh, Pascal Donahue or the cabinet as a whole need to do, what would it be? So, the first thing they need to do is they need to reduce the VAT immediately.
1: They need to they need to bring that back down to the 9% and go, look, lads, that's the way it is forever I'm in. Or else turn around and say, look, it's 13.5% forever I'm in. Stop messing around. We're trying to do tour operator deals and everything like 6, 12, 18 months out. We can't be guesstimating prices based on what these guys are chopping and changing every two months. The warehouse debt that is coming down the line from next year is literally going to cripple so many different businesses. It's a billion it's a billion euro in tourism warehouse debt. They have a surplus of six to eight billion. Now, anybody who doesn't have any warehouse debt is going to go. you can bugger off with that, but all that needs to be wiped out. because the alternative is is that all you're saying
0: wipe, you're saying wipe out all the warehouse debt from the tourism industry
1: absolutely and that's what the government can do for shutting us down for two or three years that's the least that they can do because when people who have got warehouse debt of 40 60 80 thousand hundred thousand euro there is absolutely no way they're going to be able to pay that plus the revenue debt from this year it's just it's not possible because business is so tight at the moment that they're just they're not generating enough turnover to create enough cash flow for profit in order to pay two rev sorts of revenue debt and the alternative PG and people are saying but I mean, like that's just crazy but the alternative is is they just go bust. So hmm. how much is that going to cost the exchequer? And the way we have company law now is is a fella could go bust and open up tomorrow under his wife's name, and he can just be an employee and trade on and write the whole debt off anyway.
0: Yeah, there is that. Just one last thing I want to put to you, Paul. While I have you there, and I've I've, I've listened very carefully to what you are saying, because I've said I've tried to learn more than just reacting to a receipt during the summer. But the one thing I said there at the the weekend, we we went to Dublin to a show, and and the hotel that we would normally stay in, we said, no, 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 not justifying six hundred quid for two rooms. For one night. I, I would have to put it to you, Paul, and I know restaurants are different, I would have to put it to you, Paul, that the, the, the actual accommodation industry isn't doing itself any favours.
1: So this all boils down to the unfortunate law of supply and demand. And when you take 40% of the supply out of the equation, which is the hotels and accommodation, because of reasons that I've mentioned already, that all of a sudden the demand into such a small amount of supply dictates that price goes up. But you have done the right thing. It doesn't thing have
0: to, Paul.
1: Yeah, yeah. well... A see, full
0: hotel's a full hotel.
1: No, I get you. And, and you're 100% right. But they deal in what's known as yield management. And so if I, gonna, sorry, I if, I, if
0: I, if I have to pay... If I get a hotel bedroom for one hundred and fifty quid a night, I am going to spend money in the bar. I am going to spend money in the restaurant. If they want three hundred quid for the room, that's less money for the bar, less money for the restaurant.
1: No, you are spot on, and And I am just thick, uh, you know. No, 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 you're, you're far from it. You're spot on. Like, that's what we've had all season and all restaurants are wondering, you know, what are they doing wrong? And it's exactly that. The budget that people have to spend for a day, if it's all gone on accommodation, that means it's a sandwich or a burger that they're bringing back to the hotel for dinner. But you've done the right thing. And that's the only way that this will change is that if somebody turns around and says, I stayed there last year and it was 150 quid. And now they're looking for 400 quid. Just go, oh, I'm just not going. I'm just not going to stay there. And that's the only way the prices are going to come down.
0: All right, Paul. Leave it there. Paul Trevo of Trevo's Restaurant in Killarney. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. I have tried consciously because you get accused, maybe rightly so, of populism if you just read from a receipt and go, "God, that sounds like a ripoff." And there are people ripping us off, but there's also there's also a lot of reasons behind high cost in restaurant these days. But he's on the hotel industry. If it's too expensive, don't book it. We're going to West Cork the weekend after next. I'm not going to tell you where we booked because it's full all the time anyway. Um, And and I don't want to be um, stuck for a place to stay next time we're going down there. But we can get a very, very reasonable two nights accommodation in West Cork. And you can get a very, very reasonable two nights accommodation in parts of Kerry, so you can. But then an awful lot of the big players... Are screwing us, Paul. Thank you. Corks 96 FM.